0: Hey everyone! Quick little episode preface here. This episode was initially supposed to be a special weekend update with our ideas heading into the bands that happened on Monday. We filmed this on it was either Saturday or Sunday. I forget at this point. Apologies there. Again, we are supposed to be our ideas pre-bands, and then as the episode sort of took a longer than we initially expected, we decided to add a little our post-band ideas onto the end of this. So you're gonna have about an hour of us talking about our ideas pre-ban going over the rest of the top eights and the ptqs of the previous weekend that whole long thanksgiving pre- ptq schedule and then another about 20 minutes at the end with, uh, with our ideas post-bans uh, hopefully next week after the the later upload we'll be back to a norm- more normal format with all three of us and everything will be back to normal and we can get back on track and providing you guys the m- best content that we aim to put out for you thank you all for listening and remember we are on a crew three podcast on twitter and i uh, and instagram and you can again if you're still on our rss feed find us on itunes google play or spotify thank you all for listening Welcome to a special weekend edition of Crew 3. This is Ruckman and, of course, my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky. What's going on, guys? Hey. Not much. Thank you for joining me this weekend. I know it was short notice, uh, but I saw some interesting conversation going. And since we didn't have a full crew episode last week, I figured we can pull in you guys for something quick, maybe a little longer, about 30, 40 minutes, maybe, uh, just to talk about a quickie, what is going uh, to happen on Monday Monday. With after the Olive Garden social and the Ban list comes out, uh, of course we talked about uh, the, a little bit last week on hey what's going to potentially happen uh, with after all the Mono Black decks won the t- took over single handedly those first two PTQs and very quickly it seemed that the metagame online definitely reacted like Seems we so. thought it would. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and then of course like I said the Olive Garden social is going to happen on Monday. We're back to weekly ban lists. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what we think is should, shouldn't be banned. You know, we'll go from there. All right, so let's take a quick look, guys. Let's talk about these top eights real fast.
1: Let's go. Sure. You uh, were so kind to kind of list them out
0: for us to... uh... Yeah, so... I'd like to point out that none of these were won by Mono Black. Well, okay, none of the newer ones. Of course, we started with the 25th and 26th. Of course, both of those top eights were 50% plus mono-black, uh, then some blue-green decks filtered in there with some black-green field-right, then mono-green also. But then, yeah, definitely the 29th and the 2th the 30th, we're looking at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 mono-black decks between those three PTQ top eights. Four of them are all in one PTQ. Yeah, four of them are all in the second one to the 30th. So let's take a quick little breakdown we can go talk in the deck lists. Let's start with the one from the 29th. We had black-green field winning, Golgari field, in first place, second place Bant Field, third place uh, a standard deck essentially with the blue-green Oko mid-range sort of style strategy, right? Mm -hmm. Then we have blue-white control with Fae of Wishes, red-green aggro, mono-green devotion mono-black aggro and another Gugari Field deck at eighth place. So let's start here then we'll move on to the next one. So clearly Field is now creeping back into our metagame. How do you guys feel about that?
1: I think... I think
2: it's fine. I don't think it should have been banned in standard personally. That's a hot take so right there. Me. That's me. Uh huh. Um, hot takes related, Ricky. I know, I know. I think that Field of the Dead is a fine magic card. Uh it's very good. It's very powerful. It makes a lot of zombies. Um they finally decided to start uh going Golgari and just main decking abrupt decays so they could stop virulent plague from happening. Mm-hmm. Um I also just like Thought like you have a lot of just like nissa for value tireless tracker for value keep the deck going chris and i
0: talked about it tireless tracker was a card that when you asked me what cards i thought was missing in pioneer tireless tracker was definitely one of those cards and here's a deck that is clearly and definitively saying yo i'm gonna play that tireless tracker right i'm gonna track it
2: yeah this deck i mean like you use all the best lands yeah Uh, i you got
0: like is is jungle hollow the best land (laughs) <laughs> a Jungle <laughs> Hollow is
2: one of the best lands.
0: Because it's a different named land for your Field of the Dead? Yeah, because
2: exactly. I'm talking about the exciting lands. You've got like Westvale, Blast Zone. Castle Lockway, Castle Garenbrig, uh, Field of Ruin, like so many spicy lands. One Radiant Fountain against
0: Burn Westville Abbey. We've talked about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hissing Hissing Quagmar. We haven't really talked about the Manlands a whole lot. Uh, those do exist, obviously. Yeah, I mean,
2: if near Dreadlands, I'm surprised there's not. Is there a Scavenger's Ground in here? Uh, there's not. There's
1: not. We saw a lot last week, though. We've seen them. We've seen them as as depending on how popular Mono Black is.
2: And I love the the four Oblivion Sower in the sideboard. Well, sometimes you can't even. No, that's the... That's like you get to play all of your opponent's lands that are in exile. Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: Yep. And it, it also, when he comes into play, it exiles. Like the top four the cards. Top four, yeah. yeah. something
0: like that. So. I mean, do we have another way to exile lands otherwise?
1: No. Um, we don't
0: need to. If they get exiled in other ways. Yeah. Oh, okay, alright. They exile their own lands. And then, of course, in second place, we have the classic Bant-style field deck. If
2: if you delve them away for your dig through times,
0: that's it. Yeah, delve
2: cards for... oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. uh
0: the winning deck list isn't playing. Oh, I guess yeah. If your opponent dig through times, yeah. Uh, and then of course in second place we have that Bantfield field deck, which I feel like is was the standard for the field lists outside of the mono green. But now we're seeing. I think I think honestly, I want to say the black green deck is probably the better version of the deck list. Not having played either, but just looking at what the lists are doing, right?
2: God, I hope so because I just hate to ferry so much. <laughs> I am sorry I ever, like, I never, I didn't say never, but I'm sorry of any complaint I ever gave about 5 mana Teferi.
0: Oh, 3 mana, having, having played both, and am currently playing both, 3 mana Teferi is a whole lot worse.
2: It stops all of the fun things I want to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, At least Narset is, like, a fun, like, ooh, I've got to play this minigame and get this Narset off the table if I want to keep playing. Mm-hmm. But Teferi is just, like oh, you can't do anything about me.
0: Yeah, so then, of course, coming to the third place, we have... Uh, what's been starting to pop up a little more, like I said, is just uh, someone showed up on a standard deck list uh, since they can't play it in standard anymore. Obviously, there's a lot more extra cards here in the blue-green deck list, uh, but you're looking at Gilded Goose and Okos with your Lovestruck Beast, your Questing Beasts, and then a Wicked Wolves, but you're adding in Steelleaf Champion, Ronus the Indomitable some of the regular one-drop Elves, Stubborn Denial, and a couple of vehicles here. This 3rd place list is playing Aethersphere Harvester and Heart of Kieran. Uh, I've seen, we're seeing also some of the deck lists run Smuggler's copper instead of Aethersphere Harvester. Uh, what, are, what are your opinions on that kind of breakdown there?
2: I think this deck is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's just a mono-green aggro build that's flashed blue for Oko and Stubborn Denial.
0: On the reel here, since Chris made me buy Oko's, I'm currently buying into this deck right now, so... I will have some opinions on this if a certain card doesn't get banned, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes.
2: Um, it plays some vehicles. There's, like, vehicle builds. I've seen some builds playing just Galta and saying, you know, whatever. I've got a 12-12. What are you going to do about it?
0: Yeah. Especially if, uh, some of the deck lists I've seen play, like, one or two of Kiora. Kiora, which one?
2: The, uh... Wait, only one is... Both are legal. The untap The un- enchantment Kyora.
0: It
1: untaps and then you draw cards when you play big dudes. Yeah.
2: Oh, oh like the uncommon one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She oh, showed,
0: what? She's shown up as like a one or two of them in some of these blue-green deck lists. Huh.
2: I definitely like Lovestruck Beast way more than Yarvo. Yeah. Um, especially because you're not like a... You're not a Nykthos deck.
0: Well, like I keep saying, Lovestruck Beast, when he's not facing down a million Falmar Knights, as a three mana five-five is a lot better. Especially when, instead of having just your human token... Your one ones ones get to be Elvish Mystic and lanowar Elves.
2: Also, Ronus is so unbeatable. He's very indomitable. In some board states, I just can't. He is indomitable. Like, they just play, like, turn 2 Ronas into, like, turn 3, just cast anything. Mm-hmm. And then Ronus starts swinging, and God help you if they follow it with a questing beast and swing with both.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I mean, questing beast is gonna do a lot. I think we're seeing a lot of uptick in questing beast just as a way to get around the Field of the Dead decklist, right? Like... Probably one of the main reasons to be playing Questing Beast right now, if you're worried about Field of the Dead.
2: He just does a lot. He has so much text on him. Do you know he has Vigilance? I learned he had Vigilance last week. Did mm. you
0: know your creature's combat damage can't be prevented? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, I did know that one.
0: <laughs> uh, if you want the real bullets, people, a lot of people forget about that text, so fun combat math will happen. Oh,
2: man. Block with the pro green guy. Do it. Or, uh,
0: please fog.
2: Yep, fog. Doesn't work. Make your Simic Nexus player cry.
0: Or uh, fog with blockers, and then all their stuff gets abyssed.
2: Oh, your creatures? Yeah. Oh, I thought it said combat damage. No, you can't be prevented. only your huh.
0: creatures. <laughs> you
2: could cast fog in one <laughs> side. You
0: could also do that, but it's a lot funnier when your opponent fogs.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Uh,
0: okay, so fourth place again. Oh, fourth place on this PTQ, we have... Blue white Fae of Wishes. Actually, sorry, this is actually Jess Guy because it's splashing red for Magma Spray, A Braid, and Anger of the Gods.
2: Man, Magma Spray is an all-star. I've been playing two main deck and it's been so good.
0: I don't like the choice of Sinister Sabotage. I feel like there should at least be disallows. or Absorbs. Mm. Uh, Sinister Sabotage feels like the worst option of the three mana counter supposed to be playing. But I guess Do if you, you think
2: if you really... Dissolve is better than Sinister Sabotage,
0: I think Dissolve is better than Sinister Sabotage. I think there are some. Really? Car- I think there are some cards like especially in the Mono Black matchup. I'd feel a lot better. Dissolving a scrap heap scrounger than I would dissolve sabotaging a scrap heap scrounger.
2: But if you surveil and dump into yard, you're building your dig.
0: Sure, I mean, I guess, like, the other thing with this is it is playing red, so that is going to help you find your off color lands, because you're not playing a whole lot of them here, right? I, mean, I guess you are. It's, without a fetch, it's a lot more inconsistent. But you're just two citizen sabotage, is that really going to speed up your digs a whole lot? Like, the problem
2: is, like, right now in the format, like, what ability are you wanting to dissolve
0: I that's true I
2: like if Marvel was more of a thing di- or like
0: would you you mean disallow yeah sorry um I don't know like you can counter like some you can counter a uh, a crew ability there's a lot of stuff you could be countering right I think yeah. you just have to think of the applications of it and it just gives you more options mm-hmm. I think
2: that the building your your delve count with uh sinister sabotage and card selection of sinister sabotage is probably more valuable than, like, the corner cases where Disallow is better. Because, uh, I mean, like, as someone the who's only been crew playing, that you're stopping is a Crew 1, so...
0: As some, again, uh, as someone who's been playing a lot of Disallow since it's it started, I definitely would rather be playing Disallow than Sinister Sabotage. Now, maybe the red, sure the red gives you a different option here, because you want to start hitting those other colors that are hitting your, your red cards, right? Mm-hmm. I personally would rather just be playing Disallow.
2: Can you Disallow the Transform... On Thing in the Ice?
0: It's a trigger, so yes.
2: Will you strand it as a zero four 4 with no counters on it? Hold on.
0: Because it, it triggers when the last counter is removed, not when it has no counters, correct? Looks like, up, Thing in the Ice? <laughs> uh, okay, so Thing in the Ice. Uh, then if there are no... Uh, yeah, so you would counter that ability. Um, but if they just played a spell again, it would flip again. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Okay, it doesn't re- so a counter would not be removed.
0: Correct. But even if it so, even if it was removed, the next time you cast a spell it would still check, right? So but yeah, you can delay a fl- oh, okay, you can right. delay a flip by one spell though, which is not nothing.
2: I mean, that's definitely nothing, not nothing for sure, but it'd be a lot cooler if you could strand it. as a zero for mm-hmm. sure. But I can see there are definitely things you could stop that could be Big like a uh,
1: uh, blue mirrors just,
2: champion. Yeah,
1: Bloodsoak champion. Mm-hmm.
2: I just
0: I just feel like right now this format is like clearly there's a metagame forming me here, right? But there's a lot of options and a lot of think things that come up. I just really want the options of disallow over a uh, two cards that can surveil one. Fair enough. And then fifth place we have what's pop, seemingly becoming another very popular deck uh, against Field of the Dead are your is a uh, green black or sorry green, red, or Gruul aggro lists. Playing some ember cleave, a card I'm really pr- I really like a whole lot, smuggles copter, more questing beasts, rabble master, glory bringers.
2: I think that this deck can do some really stupid things. Um, Most of them being like turn two rabble masters.
0: Yeah, turn two rabble master seems insane.
2: Like turn two rabble master on the play is generally the game. Mm-hmm. And like, what was it? I was watching a game where like, it was just turn one land elf into... Opponent's turn one thought seized, and it was like, Do you want to take my
0: Ravelmaster Master or my Legion War Boss? Yeah. Either way, you're getting got. And then, I mean, like, you have a Rabble Master, you're, if you throw an Ember Cleave on Rabble Master, like, that's probably just game over, right? Like, that's a lot of damage. Uh, mucho de yeah. And then if you get, if you, uh, Get your secret layers next week, secret layer next week, and buy some pile drivers. Ooh. You can throw an Ember Cleave on those. Oh my gosh,
2: secret layers is a different topic entirely.
0: Which is fine because it's not whole, very relevant to this format. so
2: Yeah, um, are any of the cards Pioneer playable? Pile Driver? <laughs> <laughs> That's it.
0: No, there might be one other card in the Goblin deck, I think. You, no, you can Goblin play King's the, not in it.
1: You can't play the 4 mana 2 2? Is that in the set
0: or no? The 4 mana 2 2? Which 4 mana 2 2? The Ringleader? It, the Ringleader is not in it. It's not in the set. Okay
2: um i
0: think Piledriver. driver you is... can't
2: play serum visions you can't play snowlands you can't play just a bitter blossom um, you can't play reaper king no you can't play any of the cats
0: or you can play regal caracal mm-hmm. yeah you play regal caracal
2: and the war leader yes okay
0: but you're not can gonna you play those card? cards honestly if you're gonna play any of those cards it's probably Piledriver. driver right uh, but you're gonna look really adorable if you play a regal caracal mm-hmm.
2: uh, yes yes I mean your opponent will already think you are the your opponent will already think you're cute if you cast a regular regal caracal.
0: Mm-hmm. But you know, if you play the the secret layer, it's you're going to get some audible awes out of the audience. Oh yeah. They're just going to Put those
2: instantly. put those foil tokens in play. This,
0: yeah. Uh, okay, so then of course in sixth place once again, we have Todd Anderson showing once again up with Mono Green, A man who will not stop playing Mono Green, it seems.
2: If it ain't broke.
0: Yeah. And he's, as you talked about last week, he's showing up again with his Reclamation Sages.
2: Dude, cards are insane in the main deck right now. Yeah.
0: And then he's packing one of Ulamog in the sideboard, and back to Shaper Sanctuary Heroic Intervention. Is this one of those decks that, like... So do you guys think that Mono Green's kind of just dropped off a bit here, and where it sits in the format? Or do you think it's one of those decks that's just going to sort of ebb and flow as we go along with...
2: I think there will always be a can I land an elf and then play a three-drop deck. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Sure. So there will be a green X, I want to play a three-drop on turn two deck. But is Every,
0: is the red-green deck just better at doing that? There are different decks entirely. I think
2: the red-green deck has more explosive three-drops to play on turn two, but less consistently. Game Trail and Rootbound crag are sort of rough lands to be working with. Sure. Um, I think that the... Mono green deck is definitely the most consistently, like here's my elf and here's my like three drop that's not as cool as a rabble master, but we'll get the job
0: done. Okay, that's
1: fair. You get to activate Nixthos more
0: often.
2: Yeah, that's that's also true. You get to do weird Nixthos
0: things. Hey, but like I said, it's a different deck, right? Like you're obviously gonna try and ramp out into big. Voracious Hydras and Walking Blisters, as opposed to just going on the beatdown strategy.
2: Voracious Hydra is a really, really good card.
0: Yeah. And then, seventh place, we have once again the mono tried black. and true Mono Black aggro, and then we go back, tail black ending, green yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, black green field. Uh, playing Kalidas? Is the other one playing Kalidas as well? Yeah. Yeah, okay. In the main. Oh, uh, no. no. The board? Yeah, this one, the first place list is playing it in the sideboard, uh, the eighth place list is playing it in the main. A few other differences here, but essentially the same deck, right? Yeah,
2: pretty much the same deck. They've got the same game plan. Uh, a lot of really good side B's with like their tireless trackers once again. So
0: paying the ultimate price in the side in the main board though. Ultimate
2: price is surprisingly good. I've been playing it. Like mostly it's Kalidus. Yeah. You just you can't kill him with abrupt decay. And there's not that many gold creatures that are running around that I really want dead.
0: Also one card to do like this sideboard. Casualties of War. Card does a lot of That's things. That's
2: ambitious.
0: Is it though in this type of deck? Like you're going to hit your. You're going to get In the mirror,
2: it's probably like insane, right? Yeah. So yeah, I guess that could always be good. It, it can't get Veil of Summered anymore, so you yeah. know.
0: <laughs> He's also playing Distended Mindbender.
2: Everybody's been playing that card. I think that card's insane. Uh, I saw it a lot in like a lot of just random one ofs and sideboards of like field decks and. Green, black axe Yeah, I think that card's sort of really cool. Just sort of rips apart your opponent's hand. Gets a big guy out probably earlier than it should. Sure. Like, what else is your Elvish Rejuvenator doing?
0: Yeah, but if you're emerging with the Rejuvenator, right? I mean, you're still paying, what, six mana for it? It's seven on a merge, right? Yeah. Three mana off. Oh, sorry. It's it's mana cost. I always forget it's mana cost, not like power of the card. Yeah,
2: so like Rejuvenator into it
0: yeah. on turn four. That's fair, yeah.
2: And if you Rejuvenated it on turn two because you're a Boreal Grazer then like you're in the money yeah for sure so yeah. i like that card yeah
0: that's our that's our metagame on the 29 so what do you guys think of that shift from where we were the previous two days
2: definitely a lot more like stuff to get the yards definitely a lot more stuff to um stop the mono black decks it makes sense we go into like a more field control
0: yeah i mean it's definitely you're looking at three field deck versus two from the previous two ptqs oh,
2: one on the 26th then one on the 25th both of them taking
0: eighth place eighth place yeah so again i feel like here we're seeing field being very powerful but looking at the other field decks in the field right I mean, not many of the other ones made it but you're looking at a bunch of other black green decks if you just scroll through here uh, a lot several other bant decks right so field decks good but it's not it's not taking all eight slots of to the top 8 and right. and there's and it's two different decks too in that Umbrella of being of field of the dead, right? Is that a dominant enough performance for you to start wondering about things that need to be done to that deck?
2: I don't, I don't think so. Like, I don't, I don't really see many cards ban worthy. The only one that I will like give any sort of semi agreement to is maybe copter. Just because every aggro deck plays it, because because I mean, you don't should. have a you
0: don't have a better option, right? But again, I with mean, with, with, Cop- yeah. with copter, I think Copter's only really very feasible, like the mono black decks where you have zero disadvantage, because you're just going to pitch a Bloodsoak Champion or a Scrapkeep Scrounger, right, yeah. and just buy them back. I think that deck does a lot with Copter. Otherwise, it's just a good threat. Uh, and we'll, we'll come back to Copter here, because I think, what again, what sort of spurred on this extra edition here of the Crew 3 podcast was a poll I saw on Reddit that I really wanted to see your guys' opinions on. So let's go ahead and really quickly finish off these Last two PTQs that took place on the 30th. Big upset here, of course. First place, White Green Knights being piloted by Phil Helmuth. Uh, then we have two green-red aggro deck lists. Uh, a Lotus Twiddle slash Twiddlefield deck in fourth place. Back to some Blue Green Elko in fifth place. Bantfield in sixth. Another green-red aggro deck list in seventh. And a second Lotus Twiddle Field in the top eight around us out here. So what do you think of this top eight? I mean, obviously big upset here with kid on the block, white-green night shrimp, and taking it down.
2: I think it's a fluke played by a really good
0: player. For take, I'm going to say it. For, for taking it down, you probably, you might not be wrong, but I think there's a I lot, there's a lot to step here, though. I think white
2: unbelievably underpowered.
0: Unless you're against Mono Black, please reference our episode last week where Chris and I uh, just extolled isolate. Go pick up your copies now, kids, for oh 75 cents. Actually, they're 15 followed. cents. But I
2: think sure. that this deck was piloted very well, and I think this deck has a lot of good wide potential.
0: I think also, let's note also that think it that is... I people were
2: not ready for wide.
0: It is knights, but I think it's more humans than knights. It's probably safer to say. Right. Because your two big payoff cards in Heron's Grace Champion and Thalia's Lieutenant care about humans versus knights. The History of Benalia definitely does a lot of work here. Uh, Circle of War. Worthy Knight
2: also makes humans, which is pretty...
0: Yes, uh, and then of course you have Dauntless Bodyguard Cares Knight. So we're, we're at kind of a mix here between whether you want to call knights or humans Acclaimed Contender does go find knights So Acclaimed Contender fills the spot of Heron's Grace Champion 5 through 8
2: Acclaimed Contender can also find you the Circle of Loyalty
0: True um, the and, Sorry, no, you can't find History banali. It's Historic but not Legendary
2: Yeah, Legendary Artifact card
0: Or enchanted. Or Aura or equipment. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like this deck a lot. I think it's an interesting way to take it. Um, but I definitely might agree with you that I don't think this deck's here to stay. I
2: think that everybody, I don't know, I think everybody focusing on mono black and like hitting the yards and like dealing with, I don't, I feel like the, the the perfect storm happened. I also know that I assume that he hit a lot of aggro. And um,
0: Heron's Grace Champion will help deal with that for sure.
2: Because he he's Twitter. He blew up that uh, Heron's Grace Champion, like, stole him a lot of games.
0: For sure. I mean, that lifelink, plus one, plus one, is going to be a big deal, especially when you look at the rest of this top eight here, with a lot of good aggro deck lists, right? Even Bant Field, uh, or Lotus Twiddle, Lotus Field slash Twiddle deck lists. I mean, it is definitely like a making very... making
2: all of your tutus just able to beat through the zombies and gain life.
0: It's a very creature-heavy top eight that he went against, right? Where lifelink is most relevant.
2: Three deck in stones, really big... I don't... I guess you bring bringing the Planes and the Mutavolt for bringing in Gideon, because Gideon costs four.
0: Yeah, and then some unravel the Aethers. Two Fiend Slayer Paladins throwing the Jedi in there. Yep. More lifelink. More lifelink, yeah. So let's move on here. Again, we're seeing two Gruul Aggro decklists here. Pretty similar to what we saw earlier. Uh, one of these, though, playing Vine Mare in the main board.
2: Vine Mare is very good right now.
0: If you're uh, going against Black, it certainly is. Or Field. Or Field, yeah. And that's what we're trying to see, right? I mean, Questing Beast, Vine Mare, they definitely get around the Field tokens. Yep. Even Mono Black, I don't think there are that many. I guess they have several at 3 power, but 2 and 3 is where that deck deck is at, so Questing Beast just kind of gets through a lot of their board as well.
2: Questing Beast gets through everybody's board.
0: And then, So let's go ahead and talk here about the other new kid on the block in lotus field twitter twi- twiddle whatever you want to call this deck right mm-hmm. so what is this deck list guys
2: this deck is find a lotus field and then use hidden strings pour through the pages and vizier of tumbling sands to ramp yourself into an omniscience that you find out of your sideboard or sometimes an ember cool
0: yeah and then with the omniscience here just fail again for enter the infinite jace wielder mysteries ember cool right like
2: yeah i mean you win with jace game over
0: Forever cool. Sure,
2: um, I think that it's a really cool deck. I think that, um, thank God, Lotus Field has hexproof. Am I right? <laughs> oh my gosh, all these casualties of war and Field of the Dead running, or sorry, Field of Ruin running around right now. Whew, that is a strong. Strong keyword to put on that land.
0: I mean, it has to have something going for it.
2: Also, you can copy it with your Thespian stage.
0: Which is great for that end of the battlefield trigger, getting around that.
2: Yep. So once you got one, you can get a bunch. Yeah.
0: Probably you only want to find the one, and then you're trying to Thespian stage the rest of them.
2: Well, you have Pour of the Pages untaps two lands.
0: I'm just saying, I don't think you want to be oh, playing yes. because of the sacrifice right. trigger when it enters. You don't want to be sacking all your lands. Right, right, right. you use fields.
2: Sylvan Scrying and Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time, finally not to find creatures, but to find these lands now.
0: Still doing degenerate things.
2: Card's still broken, sure. Um, I think the deck actually looks pretty consistent, and your main combo piece having hexproof is cool. I I don't think this deck is uh like it's definitely definitely a flavor of the week here, but I think it has staying power.
0: Yeah, I can, I, I this could definitely I feel like be. One of those decks that fits into that, like, tier one and a half, high tier two deck list that... If you want to be picking this deck up and playing it, I don't think it's anything to scoff at. I just wouldn't think you're going to be hitting those big finishes every week.
2: It also feels like a deck that's, like, one, like, oops common away from being broken. Sure. Like, like if there's just, like, blue, blue, untapped two permanents. Some random common that does that for, like, some reason.
0: Sure. I mean, something... There, there could easily be something that breaks, that sneaks through at some point. And I mean, we already have hidden strings,
2: right? I don't know. It feels like it just needs one more redundant piece mm-hmm. to really push over. I like the deck, though.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting.
2: It's better than Possibility Storm.
0: Ooh, Chris, want to,
2: If you want to play a really, really nifty, fun combo deck with actual win potential, I think you play Simic Twiddlefield.
0: Chris, do you have a rebuttal to the hate on your Possibility Storm deck list there?
1: Not yet. But, so, Not uh, yet. It's just that rookie hasn't seen the power of Witch Claw yet.
0: Okay. Oh man. Sure. How have you? Oh, you haven't gotten to play your your deck yet. yet. We, haven't, we haven't played yet. We
1: haven't We're played yet. We're still formulating a deck list. I was going to say,
0: have you even picked up the cards yet? It's just coming.
1: Yeah, it's still 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 coming. It's been it's only been like two days since we recorded the last episode. So.
0: Sure, it's still in the witch's oven. Mm-hmm. And of course, Bant Field, another green red deck list, and again with Twiddlefield. So there there's our. There's our top eight for that one. Again, definitely a lot more aggro focus here. People, I guess, feeling really, really hangry after their Thanksgiving meal here, just want to bash face. Mm-hmm.
2: Could Elvish Reclaimer be good in this deck? Which card's that again? The one drop that uh, lets you pay two and sack a land to tutor any land and put into play. Is it
0: two in tap or
1: three in tap? Ooh, that's a really good question. Yeah, I, I was under the impression it was three in tap. I haven't looked at the card recently, If it's
2: but... three in tap, it's probably not very good.
1: Somebody type it whose keyboard isn't as loud. It is... 2 and tap. Nice, there we go. I know it definitely had a tap, but uh wasn't sure if it was 2 or 3.
0: I think it's plus 2, plus 2, as
1: long as they have two 3 or and more tap. lands in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. That ability's not as relevant as the as the search for any land in our deck, but
0: yeah. Uh, uh, not really, I mean, once you get a Lotus Field in play, you have to sack 2 lands.
1: It's M20 pre-release all over again. <laughs> and, anything else you guys want to add
2: to this top 8? I think this top 8 is really cool. Once again, no, there's, there your mono black is sitting there, but uh... Oh no, there's no mono black here.
0: At least in the top eight. Uh, if you scroll yeah. through, there's definitely some in the event, right? Uh, finishing right. just outside, but it didn't have the oomph here to get to push. Uh, also, let's note that 12th place is your mono blue deck list you like a lot.
2: Hey. Um, also, I don't believe. Do these green red aggro decks. Are they playing Smuggles Copter?
0: 7th place is playing 4 of. 5th place, which is the blue green deck list, is playing 3 Copter, 2 Heart of Kieran. Yes. Uh, they're all playing for of, the green okay. deck decklist anyway. But again, okay, so, so but again I don't... 16
2: Copter, but not a ton of Copter.
0: I, I think, again, they're not doing... it Copter's not as busted in these decklists as it is in the mono-black deck because they're not just getting the free discards off of getting recursive threats in the yard, right? I mean, right. here it's just a very good card. I think right. in terms of every other deck outside of mono-black, Copter makes for a very powerful card, which, again, I think at some point you just need to determine... Is that like the top tier power level you want for your format? Because obviously, some cards have, we have to have good cards we have to be bad cards. So, at what point right. do you just decide these are our good cards of the format? This is that power level we want to maintain.
2: I've been enjoying the power level of the games I've been playing. It feels very good. It doesn't feel like you know. I feel like everybody always has a plan. There's like their decks have a lot of synergies. There, everybody is doing a lot of things.
0: Sure. Like I said, I, I like this format a lot. I think. Here we do see some ebb and flow to the metagame, so it's not all just mono black, which is really why I wanted to have a quick type up of some of the numbers here to sort of that we can see that there is is a metagame forming. We'll get back into that here in a second after we finish this last top eight, because boy are we back to mono black.
2: Yeah, it's mono black again.
0: One though by blue-green oko, second and third place mono black, fourth place is blue-white flash, which is a deck list that I've seen a little bit of. This, I feel like, is its first big win here, right? Uh, it's playing Gideon Allies, Zendikar, Teferi Time Raveler, Archangel Abyssin, Brazen Borrower, Reflector Mage, Selfless Spirit, Spell Queller, Thraven Inspector, Walking Ballista, and it's Force Muggles Copter. If you're
1: attacking with creatures,
0: you're always playing Force Muggles Copter. Yeah, I mean, that is an easy. That is a pretty safe way to say it, yes.
2: Also, uh, to note, these mono black decks have definitely changed slightly. Tell me what if you're you, you look. saying. Um, we're playing only 12 one-drops now. We're not playing extra one-drops. We are definitely on four Scrap heaps Scrounger now. We're not on just, like, three like we were before. Mm-hmm. Um, we've added Murderous Rider. we have playing three Rankle, two Spawn of Mayhem, and now we are That's sideboarding...
0: Three in the case of the uh, second-place list.
2: We're not sideboarding four Dark Betrayal anymore. We're sideboarding two Fungal Infection so we can pick off an opponent's... Uh, Elf, and still be able to crew our Copter. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I don't know, do something with a 1-1 body. And then four Noxious Grasp. This is the second place list that I'm going through. It just seems a lot more tuned for the meta. Whereas, like, last week, we were looking at a lot of Mono Black decks that were, like, four Dark Betrayal, and they were playing, like, the fourth Bridge Prowler, mm-hmm. and, like, other cards to just help you in the Mono Black matchup.
0: If we're gonna talk sideboards, uh, the... Sixth place list. A couple of these lists actually are playing Sky Sovereign. Mm. Oof. Yeah, the sixth and seventh place, place lists are playing Sky Sovereign, and the seventh place list is playing a one of Infernal Reckoning in its sideboard to sort of get those Ulamogs. Oof. How do you how do you feel about gaining ten life? I love it.
2: Exile target colorless creature. It also gets copter. That is true.
0: Yeah, it gets copter.
2: And you gain three. Mm-hmm. Um, it also. Makes them do something with their walking ballista.
0: True, you will force the the button on that issue.
2: And if if the if you play against the hardened scales deck somehow, it's really good against hangerback.
0: Mm-hmm. And of course, again, one Bant field and one green red right, aggro deck list. No real. This one's playing thing. full
2: on doom blade. Which heard a lot is... of creatures died of that card.
0: Yeah. It does nothing. This even... is pink
2: I... pink bomb sixty nine. Seventh place is playing uh,
0: three doom blade. That's someone who wasn't expecting to play the mirror match a lot, or is comfortable. Well, he's got Nier four dark betrayal still. Okay, yeah. That's someone who's very yeah. Okay, that's fair. So we have like
2: this is acknowledgement that bigger creatures exist, <laughs> that we can't murderous ride all of our problems down.
0: We can give him the doom blade.
2: Yeah, well he's he's also up on four murderous rider. Like before, they were only on two. True. Yeah, you're right. There. I feel like there's a lot more respect is being placed now.
0: I, you're starting. I mean, you're starting to see those questing Beats show up, those okos show up. I, I mean, those copter's not great, but it's an elk, right? <laughs>
2: yeah, for sure.
0: Ugh! Just imagine just the giant copter-shaped elk walking around.
2: <laughs> imagine your plane just growing legs and horns and walking away. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That's my nightmare every other night. That's
0: the nightmare we're gonna have tonight.
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah, but we're down to like two or three spawn of mayhem. We're not trying to cheese it with four spawn of mayhem. We're back on. Night Market Some, Lookouts. I mean, we're still playing Night Market Lookout. I just think Night I mean, Market
0: Lookout just gets the damage in, right?
2: I. It's Ricky's the favorite card. card. <laughs> that card is infinitely better than I give it credit
0: for. Ricky's hot take is going to be to ban smug, to ban Night Market Lookout. That's right.
2: No, I. I definitely really think it's the card that makes me look like an idiot more than any other card in this entire format.
0: Not Dwinen? Oh my gosh.
2: Yes, not Dwinen. This one's even playing an Aether Sphere Harvester in its main.
1: Ooh. And this for harvester has been the hot recently to uh, to battle all the other decks that are attacking. Yeah,
0: let's point out that in the eighth place green red list, uh, they're playing roundmaster and Warboss. We were just seeing Ravel Master a lot earlier. Oh, I've seen a, a lot we've... of both of those. Oh yeah, I talked about, about both, both of them. We've upped the.
2: You're living for that
1: dream. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we, we the list we were talking about earlier were just mostly on Raven Mass, right? Wasn't seeing a lot of the war boss in those deck lists.
1: Gotcha. Huh. So they're back to playing both. I've definitely seen both Yeah. For...
0: And then we're on three of Vine Mayor, so we've upped that Vine Mayor account.
1: Yeah, they're not getting beat by Black.
0: So, guys, those were our PTQ top 8s. So let's talk about, again, after the Olive Garden Social tomorrow afternoon at about, let's say, 2 o'clock Central Time, depending on when the Olive Garden Social ends. We're going to get a post on the mothership with the ban list. Have any of these top eights here influenced something that you think? All right, let's let me let me talk real fast here and sort of put on the block. I think the four cards we're really looking at getting banned, maybe five. Of course, this is all spurred on by a poll going up on the Pioneer MTG subreddit. A Straw poll here that let me put, pull up the current results here. Should Smuggler's Copter be banned in Pioneer? Very simple question. Your five options are: yes, it's a messed up card that doesn't belong in Pioneer. Why are there five
1: answers to a very simple question?
0: Because people want to have opinions, right? Okay. All right. Yes. Well, it's a simple question with complex answers here. Okay. Yes, but only due to the way it lines up with the meta. No card is just one strong uh, the stronger option in the format. No card isn't even that good. yeesh. The real problem is Field of the Dead. Now, out of these three options, I will tell you which one I would pick. Which ones tell us. would you? What, which one?
1: I said, tell us, break it down for us.
0: Uh, my option I would pick here is, no, cars is just one of the stronger options in the format. It's a little awkward because, yes, every aggro deck can play it, but again, going back to what I said earlier, I think if we're going to pick a power level, Smuggler's Copter being at the top of that power level I think is good for this format. Unfortunately, I could definitely see some argument for getting it because it does just get slotted into every aggro deck right. But if we're going to look at power level alone, I think Smuggler's Copter, there could be a lot worse. In terms of power, than the smuggler's copter. I think the problem with smuggler's copter is just its it thoughts into everything, not the term of power it's bringing. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what 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 would you guys say to those five options here?
1: I
2: would say no. The card is just one of the stronger options in the format.
1: Yep. Chris, um, oh, that's tough. I, I I am very on the fence with this um, because I I do like me some. I think Smuggler's Copter is cool. I think it's it's a big problem because it's colorless. Like I said, it's it's a little boring that every every aggro deck gets a four of that helps them loot, um, but maybe it's keeping the aggro decks alive. I don't know. I mean, if if that's what it takes for aggro to be good, I guess I'm fine with it. But I do I do see the arguments for banning it again, like we talked about. Given that, um, just you know, any deck plays it. It's a it's a colorless artifact, so every aggro deck plays it, and it's like if you're not playing it, you're behind. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it flies and it loots, it just feels like if I don't want to play smuggler's copper in my deck, uh, too bad. Too bad. You better have them. It's like it's like just by far the strongest option. So like every aggro deck should be playing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, current. I mean, that's that's essentially how I feel. I just think I'm kind of done with bans at this point for the format. I just sort of want to see what happens now with the mm-hmm. format, right? Right. Uh, but again, that that argument against it is just that it does just get slotted in everything. Uh, but currently, if you look at the results of the poll, with currently 620 votes, running, winning at 40% of the votes, 251 votes, is no is just one of the stronger options of the format. So I think right now the community who is weighing in does think the card, at least for now, does get to belong. How many 7%? no votes
1: total between
2: the two? Because there's two no options, right? Yeah. Uh, there's two no options, But I think and the, the 100... no options are 42%.
0: Yeah, but I think that last no option is kind of more of a joke Of the card isn't being very good I mean, yeah, it depends the,
1: Technically, tw- 20% uh, the is, real
2: problem is Field of the Dead is also a no I was going to say, I would
1: call that a no vote Sure.
2: So 62% percent of votes mm-hmm. say no Which is I the majority think, of five options I think I can see it getting banned I don't want it to get banned I think it'll be good I think the form will be fine without it I think Aggrodex will live on If we just play like Gutter Bones and Mono Black Maybe gift today they're born Mm-hmm Definitely not as good as Smuggler's Copter,
0: but so again, we'll live. So the other three options I've seen kicking around a lot for being banned are Field of the Dead, Oko, and Once Upon a Time. And I know, Chris, you said you heard a lot, some argument for Thoughtseize, which I haven't personally been seeing, haven't been seeing. But if you want to talk about the Thoughtseize option here real fast.
1: Yeah, I, I've seen, you know... Not just a little bit of talk about it either. I mean, I've definitely seen... If every band conversation I've seen with a streamer, for the most part, has, somebody has talked about Thotsies. Not as the most serious of options, but just as something that, again, like, uh, very, very powerful. I mean, you're, you're taking whatever the best card your opponent's doing is, and, you know... Um, you can kind of redo some mulligans, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, you're stopping some powerful things... Um, the arguments I've seen are just, like, you know, in formats where the format's super healthy, you don't need Thoughtseize, and just, you know, again, it's another card that just most black decks are playing it. Like, as soon as you're playing black, you're playing Thoughtseize. Maybe sure. that's fine, because it's just a powerful option, but um, it is it is stopping a lot of answers to
0: in, in terms of redoing that mulligan, format. I think is the ar- argument I've heard for, and I've made about once upon a time, right? I mean, mm-hmm. with the London mulligan especially, you just go to six keep a hand with once upon a time and that mulligan never happened almost mm-hmm. or you get to select
1: your you know you get you get to select your stuff so
0: true again i think with once upon a time it is just a symptom of the london mulligan and we've talked about this a couple weeks ago and we've talked about this off off air and i definitely agree with you maybe if we're really going to try and get rid of the london mulligan it's a good card to have especially in limited it's a good rule to have in limited but i think constructed just leads to some problem states
1: yeah, like I said, I, I I didn't much talk about it because it was uh, I was the loser of the hot take, so I didn't I didn't talk too much about my opinion on it. But I'm I'm a pretty big fan of the Lona mulligan. I I know that when Once Upon a Time is super prevalent, um, it it breaks it. But I think that that's what does it. Like otherwise, like when I'm mulliganing on, on my decks and aren't playing Once Upon a Time, I'm mulliganing because I have too many or too few lands. I'm rarely mulliganing just to be like keep that exact perfect hand that I need. You know what I'm saying? Like lands are a thing in this game that uh, most other games give you resources, right? They' sure. are the only games that you have to have them. You have to draw them, and they're you know, a significant portion of your deck. So like you can just draw Everybody's had it, right? How many turns in a row have you drawn lands? Um, everybody's was- had a story of drawing more than five. So one of the mulliganing away from lands and, and being able to pick, um, pitch an extra land or pitch a card because you've got enough lands I think helps get rid of the, the land mulligans, which is, in my opinion, what most of the mulligans are.
0: Well, with the London Mulligan, I think there is the chance that we could have seen another Once Upon a Time of the future happen. I think the London Mulligan means you have to really pay attention to card design, so mm-hmm. cards like Once Upon a Time don't take over again, which sure, is why I, mean, I don't like the rule. The problem, the
1: problem of Once Upon a Time though, is that it's free, right? Like we haven't we haven't seen free spells since what Phyrexian mana? Like when's the last time we've had free spells? Like Field of the Dead, free creatures. That's why that card's very good, and why there's some ban talk about it. But free spells, I don't think have been around for a while. I mean, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, that's that's one of the reasons that it's so strong. As just when you cast it for two mana, it's you know whatever. I mean, people there are one mana ways to find uh, find cards, right? There are one mana like look at the top X and search find something. But uh, being free on the first turn is is pretty relevant, especially most of the time because it's finding you a. Uh, a land of world type of factor the land that you needed right so
2: well it turns your opening hand from a seven card hand into a
1: 13 card hand sure right you you at least you get the you get the option of them
2: right and so i think that once upon a time is a really cool design space and it was definitely a top-down design where they're like, oh, this is how a story starts, so it should sculpt your hand, Mm -hmm. right? And it's way more powerful than anyone intended because it's an instant, it can, like... Like, there's no way you don't don't get the free one. Like, if it's in your opener, you just get it. Right. I I just think that it's... It's also, like, if you don't play anything on turn one, it's not even, like... If Once Upon a Time said, on your first turn it's free, your first one is... Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think it changes it, that
1: much, though, if it does that.
2: Because, like, you could even, like, draw it if you didn't do anything on turn one mm-hmm. and it's still free and it's sort of insane, too. Multiple um, well, cast it on their turn. Anyway. It's definitely a skill. There's definitely skill in the card, mm-hmm. but the mechanic of having it in your opening hand and your whole game is just better because of it feels very skillless, except to the point where you're Mola getting to it. Sure. Yeah. Whereas cards like Thoughtseize, Thoughtseize. Is only as powerful as the player can make use of the information. It's a one mana removal spell for any card in your hand. Mm-hmm. But what you're really, really wanting out of your Thoughtseize is the information of what your opponent's game plan looks like for the rest of the game.
1: Sure, yeah, and again, I, I, I think what I'm talking, if let me ask you guys this question. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me phrase this this way, right? Like, sure. I, I wanna, I wanna do this two ways. I wanna ask like, what do you think should be banned, if anything, and then what do you think will be banned? Because those are two different questions.
0: So sure. So, I what? think, so I don't want to, I almost don't want to say, because we're going to mm-hmm. do hot takes in a little bit, I have a very interesting card that I think should be banned, and I mm-hmm. think I have some interesting thoughts on the ban list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ideally, right now, without my sort of hot take card, I don't want to see anything be banned, maybe for another few more weeks. Okay. If we're going to ban something, it's probably going to be Once Upon a Time, maybe Field of the Dead.
1: Right. Ricky, what do you? What do you? What do you? I think what nothing you should be banned? be banned.
2: Okay. I think that Smuggler's Copter will be banned. Okay, gotcha,
1: gotcha. Uh, Ruckman, I guess since he did both, there, do you want to? Do you want to comment on what do you think
0: will be banned? Like I said, I think we're. I think we're. There's a good strong argument for Once mm-hmm. Upon a Time. I think there's a good strong argument for Field of the Dead. Copter. I again, I see Copter getting banned, but maybe not for the reason people. I think not for parallel reasons, but for just. Ubiquity in the format.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Those are sort of my ideas. I mean, I don't think Oko's going to get banned, but I do see the chain of events where if you ban Copter and you ban Field, then Oko just takes a stronger place in the format, so we're just going to see Oko get banned a few weeks down the line. And I don't really want to see the sort of chain reaction of bans, because at some point, I think you need to start... you need to stop reacting so immediately... Right to call. like, I don't want people to feel like they can just complain about a deck or about a card, and the format's going to be the react. Obviously, the sort of weekly ban list are going to end here in about a few weeks. I think they said sort of at the beginning of the years when the weekly bans are going to end. Right. So, I, I thought it
1: was going a little longer than that. I thought it was they were talking like into January type stuff. Are they, are
0: they going to run into Theros releasing then, I guess? Uh,
1: that's what I remember. I could be wrong on that, but I definitely I mean, remember somebody thinking it was Technically,
2: they're going to well. take another week off for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, we've got three ban lists
0: until the new year. I don't think any of the decks right now are as egregiously powerful as the pre-banning Monogreen Devotion deck lists.
1: Okay. So, you, your your opinions on... Uh, what should be banned are nothing right now, and what and do you have a th- what what will be banned tomorrow, for sure.
0: Will be banned tomorrow, for sure. I, I, I just, part of me just, like, I just don't, I just, because I'm so against the bans, I don't see anything getting banned, honestly. Okay. Yeah. But if, again, if Copter goes, if Field of the Dead goes, if Once Upon a Time goes, I mean, I'll be a little upset about Once Upon a Time, about Copter. I'm, I don't really care much about Field of the Dead. Because uh, obviously, I just personally sort of bought into those cards, right? Mm-hmm. so I'm sort of personally biased there. I'm not going to fault the arguments for banning those cards is my thing. I understand what, why they were going to ban them, mm-hmm. especially with the of right and Duke's going to provide. I'm sure there's going to be, re- it's going to reflect a lot of the points that we've brought up here, mm-hmm. and even over the last couple of weeks. I just personally think that at some point you need to just let a metagame establish, and right now we're seeing four key styles of decks in this format you're seeing field of the dead you're seeing mono black you're seeing mono green and you're seeing either the green red or you're seeing the blue green deckless that's four or five what i would call key card key decks in this format right Mm -hmm. which and they're all sort of cyclically playing on each other which sounds like a pretty good metagame to me and then you clearly have these outlier decks that can sneak in that can place well Maybe they're not top eight consistently, but they're going to show up and they're going to perform admirably. Sure.
1: I uh, What I want to see banned is probably Once Upon a Time, and I think that's it for now. But what I think will be banned is Smuggler's Copter.
2: I think if you ban Once Upon a Time, if you unban Nissa's Oath, I think that that would be good. Oh, that's oops, fair. It's a, Both uh, Anissa, sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. I mean, that's fair. Do you want to? Do you want to give more reasoning, or do you feel like you've? given I mean, enough like you give
2: on... you give green back a card selection card. that no, they No, I, I understood
0: that. I was talking about Chris with what, what oh, if he yeah. wants to.
1: Oh, uh, expanding upon that. I mean, yeah. I mean, basically, like I, I've the talk I've heard about Thoughtseize. Like I, I understood it because, like, when I was looking at lists, just like uh, like uh, seven of the top eight decks were playing four Thoughtseize, and not all of them were mono black. Like there was green black field was playing it. Um, Field of the Dead, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't see why we're talking about banning that card right now. Um, there's a lot of ways to ban it against it, and, and I agree with you a lot, where it's like, let's let our sideboard cards do work. Like, you're, when you give things to people a couple of weeks, to be like, oh, look, here's a card that I could play against that deck. You know, we, we're seeing people now, like, get to choose their sideboard cards. The sideboard cards seem like they're becoming so important, because you're going like, well, I'm gonna play Vine mare because I don't want to lose to, uh, you know, mono black and, you know, to an extent, Field, Right? And, like, that seems like a great, great there. But, obviously, it's just kind of a 5-3. It it loses to other green decks. So, if you think there's going to be a bunch of green, Yvonne Mayer ain't doing as much, because it's just getting blocked by, you know, whatever. Uh, So, examples like that, right? Like, are we going to play cards that shut off lands or scavenging grounds to to beat graveyard decks? I think there's a lot of sideboard cards that are still kind of coming out right now that I think we should, like you said, give a chance. Um, And, honestly, it makes me want to ask the question... Should weekly bans just be done for now? Like, I feel like we're t- kind of like Ruckman was talking about. You've kind of got a starting of a meta game. Like, maybe we just say, "Great, this is it. We'll ban every month from here on out." Because, uh, like or you just said,
0: coincide with the regular bannings. That they that's do that's that what I that's
1: what I meant to say, right? But you just do regular regularly scheduled bannings because uh, these weekly bans, I'm worried, are going to be a little bit too knee jerk, and we're just going to go like, "Oh, look, this week we had a bunch of PTQs, and there was a bunch of this deck. Let's ban it." When it's like, you know. That's one week. Like, you're already starting to see later in the week different decks come up.
0: Yeah. Uh, another thing I will add on to your Thoughtseize argument there, mm-hmm. uh, or just your point about Thoughtseize, if we're going to if we're gonna ban Copter on the argument of it's just being slotted into every aggro deck, then under that those guidelines, Thoughtseize also needs to go. And I think that's one of the talks about it, right? It's like, it, it's, you know...
2: But Thoughtseize is only in the black decks.
1: Very true, very true. But, you know... Uh, the thing is, like,
2: Smuggler's Copter is in blue-white accurate. No, right.
0: I, I'm 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 agreeing that, yes, the ubiquity and the play rate is lower, but if something is so ubiquitous with the style of decklist or just the color of decklist, and that is your main argument for banning Smuggler's Copter, then I think you need to look at Thoughtseize. I think. Right,
1: it's at least a consideration, which I think it is,
0: this is why I, think I feel is like a that's a slippery slope. I that mean, leads to like, which I, I'm not trying to say it's a thing you should follow. I'm pointing out the fallacy of that right. argument.
2: I also right. really agree with the letting sideboard cards be sideboard cards because I mean, like one of the most, in my opinion, one of the most powerful Magic decks in existence is allowed to just exist because it lives and dies to sideboard cards, like which is Dredge, mm-hmm. like in Legacy or Legacy to less than an extent, but in especially in like Vintage and stuff like that, we're just like. Dredge is just this huge monster that everybody knows about, mm-hmm. and you can't do much about it in game one, and then you hit one sideboard card and the deck sort of crumbles. Right, yeah. And, yeah. like, that's just allowed. That's just normal. It's like, the Dredge player is looking to capitalize on people sleeping on Dredge.
1: Yeah, I think we're to a point where it's it's like you're saying, like, it seems to me like if you really wanted to beat. Mono Black Aggro, you could beat it, you know. And in general, like if you really wanted to beat the quick Aggro decks, you could beat them. And then Gruul Aggro comes in and says, "Well, I'm gonna go a little more over the top." And like maybe you have to have a plan for that. But like seems to me, if you want to beat low to the ground creatures, you could do it. Obviously, I think Mono Black's so strong as an Aggro deck because its threats come back. But you know, hey, you want to beat field, you can beat field. You can play up to four Vrulin plagues, There's other things that stop creatures and stop tokens and all kinds of things. So. Um, you know, between Blood Sun, Alpine Moon, whatever these whatever these effects are, if you really want to beat field, seems like you could beat field if you wanted to. Yeah,
0: I think, it feels I like think crumble. I think mm-hmm. in an ideal yeah. world, we're going to see no bans tomorrow. I think best case scenario, we're just going to see Copter get banned tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I think these Aggro decks are still going to survive. They're not going to be as blatantly powerful, but they're still going to survive. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Sounds sounds good. Sounds yeah. good.
0: So those are the thoughts of the bans. I know Ricky, we were deprived earlier this last week on hot takes so I want to throw the gauntlet down here real fast we have a few more minutes with you guys and, I've got a good one alright well uh, I have a good one as well and as current champion I would like to go first if you would alright go this.
2: first you may go
0: first my hot take as someone who loves playing blue-white control right now or blue-white in general mm-hmm. I think if we're going to ban a card, ban Teferi Time Raveler. I think right. that deck makes too many non-games. Mm-hmm. I think that de- that card actively keeps several things out of the format in the form of Aetherworks Marvel. I think, Even though I don't think that deck is very good even without Teferi Time Raveler, I think it also makes some strategy a little too safe. Mm-hmm. And when I think of Teferi Time Raveler, I think there's a very knee-jerk reaction early on to Sahili copycat combo. Mm-hmm. And I think without Terry Time Raveler, we can probably unban Copycat oh, and just okay. see what happens to that deck. I think I think Terry Time Raveler made that deck too much of a threat. And I think the format opens up a little... Even though the deck's not clearly taking out a lot of turrets, I think there's a lot more option and a lot more freedom to do things without Fairy Time Raveler in the format.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not bad. All it's right. not a bad take.
1: Are you the judge, Ricky? Are you, are you the no. judge of hot takes this not. I'm not the judge. Are right. you the judge? Uh, okay. You. okay, yeah. That's what I thought. That's all I'm I've saying.
2: Got an opposing take. Okay. This take is very near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. It's something I've had to learn. Because mm-hmm. I've been trying to cook up the best possible mono red deck to play with my bay, Hazret. Okay. And I've been learning, and I still see it in every deck list, and I think everyone is wrong. Okay. Bowmat Courier is a useless magic card. It cannot play in Pioneer. Alright. It gets beaten by everything in the whole format. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It gets one swing in. It never gets a second. Right. And it normally can just be ignored. It doesn't have to, like, be answered immediately, Mm -hmm. like, before. It's just like, oh, I'll just play my two drop and it'll stop. And the real kick is that it doesn't even get in its point of damage on turn one if your opponent's turn one is a goose.
1: Off oh, the they goose yeah. Do you have to deal damage to get the card under Bowmite Courier? You don't have
2: play? to deal damage, but you won't even get the damage. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then very quickly after the goose comes a Steel Leaf Champion. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now your Mat can't swing. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. can't block. It also can't block Questing Beast. Um, it's just, I think it's a completely dead card. Mm-hmm. I think that you need to either play another spell or play Blister Coil Weird.
1: Blister Coil Weird.
2: Love it. Blister Coil Weird is a one-mana, one-one that has a really janky
1: form of prowess. Just has, yeah. Just has... It, gets, it gets countered. Not no, counters. no, that's it gets no. the other plus one.
2: one. Yeah, yeah, it gets plus one, plus one until of turn. And it untaps. And it untaps mm-hmm. every time you cast. An it's, got,
1: it's got prowess, but it untaps. Yes. All right. Is that everything you would like to say, Ricky?
2: That is my hot take. Bomat Courier, completely unplayable. Stop playing it in mono-red.
1: Uh, as the judge this week, I am going to have to set a precedent for judging hot takes from here on out. Okay. Because in this case, I I loved both hot takes. I I there's not a take where I was like, oh, I hate that take. Unlike last week where I was unfairly colluded against. <laughs> uh, and by unfairly, I mean totally fairly colluded against.
0: Uh, you still you still in the end got the soapbox though. So that's
1: true. I mean, so did I win? Maybe. Uh, I think both of these takes are amazing. I think that Bowmaker is is pretty bad. I've seen and the only the only thing about this. We'll finish at the end. I agree. Bomat Courier, not a great card. At best, when you're uh, crewing copters with it, Um, I think, could be really good, and pretty good in InSoul. I've seen InSoul be the one deck.
0: I definitely like Bomat Courier in InSoul, and some of the black-red deck lists we're seeing pop up a little more, because they get, like, a license disintegration right.
1: Yeah, I'm still not even a big fan of them there. Um, But, definitely some pros also don't like Bomat Courier that I've seen. So... uh, Ruckman's take I also love because I do think that as, as little as we're seeing of Teferi, it does absolutely keep Marvel out of the uh, out of the game. Um, it it just does a lot of stupid things because you can't play Magic as Magic was intended. So here I am going to institute the the uh, hotness versus truthness matrix, which is how hot is your take versus how how true is it. And uh, even though both takes, I think, are pretty true, Ru- Ricky's take is definitely more true. Uh, Ruckman's take is way more hot. Way, way more hot. So this week, the winner is definitely going to be Ruckman, yes. mostly based on how hot that take was. Uh, and also, you know, uh, a little bit true. I definitely, I definitely agree with that, uh, even though Ricky's take was, you know. Ultimately, I expect to see
2: this formula in an Excel document yeah. by this weekend. Yeah,
1: it's a pretty simple. Would, it just please is an, show your work. It's just Please show an, your work. It's just going to be a shitty X on a paint document. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just one is one is truthiness. One is hotness, and uh, that's how that's how these situations will be judged to make sure that the takes stay spicy, so that you can't just say some uh, some not hot take. Not that Ricky's take was all too not hot. It just was not as hot as let's ban a card that's not seeing a ton of play. Well,
0: I, I mean, I wouldn't say ban a card that's not seeing a ton of play. I think in the the idea of like the control decks I talk about, I mean, it's see a lot of play in the bant field deck list, right? I just think it leads to a lot of inoperable board states when Teferi is very good, and I think it just does keep out some things of sure, the format. Sure. Like again, I don't think Marvel's is going to be that great even without Teferi. I just think it definitely is one of the nails in the coffin against that deck list. Uh, and again, I think you can even unban probably Sahili combo without Teferi saying no to any interaction with that combo.
1: That that was a take that mostly works on Chris because any any talk of I think X should be banned not as successful against Ricky. Your chances go way down uh, of yeah. successful banning if we, anything.
0: If we add Krenigle to the mix, if we add Krenigle okay. to the mix,
1: yeah. mix. All right, well Ruckman, as back-to-back winners of the hot takes, you get I your. To,
0: I want to accept this crown. And yeah. I just want to say that I am unfairly being persecuted against because the next hot takes I will not be able to compete. I'm being forced into retirement here as winner when I ju- have to judge the next hot take contest.
1: Is that, is that what your. You can't King of the Hill it? Is that your soapbox right there? That's it? Yeah,
0: that's it. No, that's not my soapbox. Okay. I'm just saying, I think. Time's we ticking still down. You remote. got 20 seconds No, left. oh, I got 20 seconds left. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go Bears! Go bass. <laughs> Fuck, that's what I lost. <laughs> and
2: now we gotta edit that out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll edit yeah. it out, just leave it. Um, Alright, so thank you guys for joining on this special episode of Crew 3 Podcast this weekend edition. I did want to get this out here, because I think there's a lot of conversation to have ahead of the bands. I did want your opinions heading into the Olive Garden, Lunch Spectacular, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever we want to call it. I guess, I think later this week, we might not have a full episode because we did end up going a full hour over, over an hour here. And I think this is going to constitute a lot of the discussion anyway. So maybe we put out a short little update to on round out the the on, yeah. on what happened with
1: the bands. So on
0: what happened with the bands. I think mm-hmm. we talked about what, most of the events we talked about here. So I think we'll probably put out a little update on what happened with the bands. If we're all on it, we'll do maybe another hot take here. Uh, but I do want to say thank you guys for picking up the phone here later in the Sunday evening here I'm gonna try and get this out before I go to bed tonight so it's up Monday morning for everyone to listen to a reminder if we don't if we do do a, f- a little because I think this might even just take the full place of the episode for this week. Uh, we're gonna have a late upload not this coming weekend but on the weekend of the week of Friday the 13th because I will be coming back into town that Friday and I'll take some time to edit. The podcast there. So, in the meantime, have, tweeted us. You can tweet yeah, in us. The mean, in the meantime, tweeted us. Let us know what you think about the format. Uh, we're on Twitter at Crew Three Podcast. We're on Instagram at Crew Three Podcast. Uh, Chris and Ricky, what are your guys' handles on Twitter?
2: Uh, at also Steve.
0: I am at It's underscore Christmas. Christmas has no T because it's money. Perfect. All right, you guys. Like I said, like they said, you can find us there. We'll get back to you. Some we'll get back to you one way or another, guys. Here soon. And after, hopefully, after this trip I'm taking, we're going to be back to our regular upload sort of schedule. Maybe we'll have some. I don't really plan on these sort of weekend things happening a whole lot, but I think after two weeks of no bands, this is a really big week for the format that I really wanted some good opinion on. And since we were down. Or bad Ricky, opinion. R- oh, down, yeah. down, Ricky, earlier on in the week. So thanks again, guys, for listening. Thank you, guys, for being here to host with me. And we'll talk to you all shortly. And good night. Bye. Welcome. Uh, this will be a quick addendum at the end of the episode that we recorded this weekend, with the intent of that being a special release. However, uh, with with my trip coming up and things sort of being a little busy for us this week, we decided we'd just sort of do a quick 20-30 minutes here, guys, to uh, break down for you the uh, the list change that just dropped on Monday and sort of add it on, so you guys will have an idea of our post our pre and then post ban thoughts. So let's get into it, guys. Uh, of course, here uh, still. Uh, a little bit of a time skip, obviously, with me is Chris and Ricky. So, uh, how about those bans? It must have been a, a poor day at the Olive Garden social to get three different cards banned.
1: Yeah, the breadsticks weren't very tasty. The <laughs> soups were a little off. You know, they were grumpy. They were grumpy pandas there in the Olive Garden.
0: What a
2: ban!
1: So, mm-hmm. so let's. Where's it Clarify what what did the what got banned for the people out sure.
0: there? Sure. All right, I was about ready to lay that out there. So. Of course, uh, as expected, Mm -hmm. we saw the banning of Smuggler's Copter. Sure, sure. And easily to coincide with that was the ban of Field of the Dead. Right. And then, of course, a ban that I think was coming for a long time Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. in Once Upon a Time. Right, yeah. So three big cards up here on the chopping block. Of course, one just the center point in two, uh, several actually, more than two, Styles of Decklist and Field of the Dead just its own. Sort of uh, archetype on its own there, and many mm-hmm. different ways of building it. Then mm-hmm. you have Smuggler's Copter, the card advantage engine that could just be thrown into any deck possible, and then we have Once Upon a Time that just gave unprecedented consistency Ouchies. to all mm-hmm. these green-based yeah, deck lists, right? Consistency to green. So, word. so which which card do you guys want to talk about first here? I think we we went over pretty well our thoughts on what we wanted and what th- should get banned. I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. I personally still wanted another week or two without bans again, but yeah. I th- I think I mentioned that uh, any sort of bans that would happen if it were any of these selection of cards were easily justifiable in what was what was banned, right?
1: Yeah, I I don't really like the field of dead ban, um, and, and I might be wrong on that. Uh, when I I posted into our local group about that, or one of the one of the several groups I'm in, basically one of the Texas groups, several people were just kind of acted like. Uh, like, it was ridiculous that I would think otherwise, like, all oh, that card had to go. Um, and, and I think the reasoning is, is kind of like putting in the same, uh, folder as Field of Copter. Or, sorry, Smuggler's Copter, where, uh, it just, it was so good, if you were going to play an aggressive deck, you had to play Smuggler's Copter. And people were saying that Field of the Dead was so good if you were going to be in a slow deck... You had to play Field of the Dead because it was just the best thing you could do. It was just the land that you could play. You might as well have built around it. So I do understand that. I don't think that Field of the Dead was too powerful. Um, I've been playing a lot of Pioneer, and it just did not feel like the the tip-top. It definitely did well, but like we kind of talked about, we kind of had a game, right? Like, that was the slow deck, but, you know, I think the argument was that it was the only control deck that was was putting up results. I don't the know, like, I, I mean, I would control,
0: say the so. two that we were most commonly seeing in Bant Field and Ugar Field mean more mid-range strategies, right, as opposed to control decks. I mean, uh, for a while, the more successful version of Blue-White Control was the field variant. I think that deck was honestly garbage in playing that. And mm-hmm. even before the ban, you started seeing a transition back to more traditional control without that field package. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think clearly that for the slower control style decks, maybe Soltai, Sol-tai field decks I think were popping up here and there. Uh, they were obviously with the green cards had some ability to rely on that field strategy, but just trying to slap th- field and like blue eye control just wasn't really working for me.
1: Yeah, I, I, you could you could maybe make the argument that it was a was a mid range deck. I don't know that that I don't know if that classification matters as much for that deck. But it's kind of hard to describe, right? It, it kind of ramped into field of the dead and and did its thing. It typically was not winning uh, that I saw on like turn five or six or something like that. Uh, and it wasn't beating you down. So I call it a control deck because, you know, it would end the game with, like, 15 lands in play, which in my mind is kind of a control deck, but obviously it was ramping there, so. Sure. However you want to be- call it.
2: Because it has a lot of parallels to Smuggler's mm-hmm. Copter. hmm Smuggler's Copter is a colorless card that just rewards you for wanting to attack. Right. And Field of the Dead is a colorless card that rewards you for just wanting to play lands. Right. And so, like, the stipulations, like, literally six different land names is not hard at all. Mm-hmm. Like you don't really have to go out of your way to hit six different land
1: names. Right, I'm just throw it in here, throw it in your deck a little bit.
2: <laughs> right, so like it's not like a Valakut in the past where like Valakut was once banned in modern. Sure, um,
0: I mean that that is definitely the the easiest comparison, right? Valakut. Right, and that that
2: that card needs you to have mountains specifically, mm-hmm. and it doesn't do anything as powerful as. Feel of the dead. Sure. Now with scape Shift, of course you can compare and you don't instantly die to the Scape Shift, but um, it making a two two body is way better than just a lightning bolt in most cases. At least in sure. an attrition game. Where you're not just sure. throwing eight lightning bolts at a time. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like it if you do ban the Smuggler's Copter, which is the colorless aggro card, then the colourless control card should also just go too.
0: I I mean I definitely agree there. I think if one of those cards was gonna be banned, the the other one had to go alongside of it. And I think that was uh, a lot of the consensus I was seeing online as we were discussing here already. Now, to say that I, I think again the deck the format would have survived on a little more allowance of these decks just to see what happens. I mean I again I do think a metagame was establishing itself. Now mm-hmm. people like to argue that these cards weren't were unbeatable. I mean I think there's a lot of options to play to beat Field of the Dead. I mean, but with the Lugari decks, obviously they had ways to remove those enchantment effects, like Alpine Moon, like Blood Sun, Virulent Plague, Virulent Plague. I mean, there are plenty of options to deal with them. I just, I just feel like going back to Ricky's comment a couple weeks ago of just getting good, right? I mean, maybe not mm. as harshly as saying that, but I think, no, I hear you. I think we're what? What? In my opinion, I think what we're starting to see is a culture in this format built around almost butthurt and salt i know i don't want to be as harsh on this but i think mm-hmm. you know anytime something starts picking up steam here we're seeing this front divulge especially in the online communities into ban x ban y ban z and right. i think at some point we're just gonna it's just gonna have to stop yeah I,
2: I think that these cards in particular these three that were banned are banned because it's not their inherent power level I think they are banned because they are a well. They go into and
0: everything. Right? Why? The, why am I not playing Field
2: of the Dead? So, yeah, they're, and they're I, an auto I mean, include. That exactly. is definitely
0: the only. That is to me. That's the only argument of why they should be banned. But if you go to the, again, the online communities, the subreddits, the Facebook groups, whatever, you, you are seeing the argument on power level and not them just being played at anything. I, so, I do
2: want to point out that like so far we've got a ban list of like what nine cards, ten cards. Yeah, if sure. you don't... I mean, and depending on whether or not you count the fetch lands. Sure. I don't count them, because they're just not included at all in oh, the right. format. But oh. uh, every card that when this format was announced, there were a bunch of people that were like, X is going to get banned, Y is going to get banned, Treasure Cruise, Deathrite Shaman. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. cards can't exist in this format. Like, they're too powerful. And not a single one of those cards, I, except for Feldy, our Guardian, has mm-hmm. been, in my opinion, even
0: looked at. And again, I think in my argument, I think you can unban Feldy, our Guardian... If we unban, if we ban Teferi Time Raveler, which is a whole other sort of argument and a potential card on a watch list. Now, I, I do see a lot of people arguing for Thoughtseize. I think Thoughtseize is just one of those cards that is just, it, I don't care how powerful it is, I think Thoughtseize is just never going to be on a ban list, right? You yeah, can't it, ban it, it's
2: Thoughtseize, it's too much of a skill testing card.
1: I, I definitely it's, think you can ban thought seeds, but I'm with you guys. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think it, it, it is going to happen. But it definitely has been uh, been talked about, and uh, again, I, I just don't think that it does. I don't think it's powerful enough um, to. Get I through.
0: I just almost think when I think of the the sort of uh, pitchfork raising and the the mob mentality here on what should be banned. I just get a lot of sense that people are just mad that they can't play that old standard deck. That like, like people just wanted to jam Siege Rhino, and mm-hmm. that's not happening in this format. This is not a format to be jamming. <laughs> I've Siege seen some Rhino. jokes
1: about that. I've seen some people go like, "This is perfect. This is shaping up my plan where we ban everything until Siege Rhino is good again." And uh, that's that's uh, that was a pretty funny one. I, I do definitely agree with your point. I, I was a little concerned because I don't know that we had enough time. Like, I, I get that they had a PTQ every day, so they were like, "Oh, look!" But again, we've just we've seen in that week that we're there, we've seen decks rise up. We saw a couple Knights decks top eight. We saw this new uh, Twiddle Field deck in Pioneer come out. Um, you know, we've seen some stuff pop up in there that yeah, even know, even wasn't even around events, the week before. So even in events I, I'm we didn't with get you.
0: to talk about this weekend, there was one more PTQ that happened that we didn't get to cover, and it was still you know three, four mono black decks, two Simic Aggro decks, one Golgari Field deck. But again, you did see one copy of that Twiddle. Fey of Wishes style mm-hmm. strategy, whatever you want to call it. And then, the again, another appearance of the Knights deck that won one of the PTQs this weekend. So clearly there are stuff to be doing that don't involve these cards. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's just so easy just to take those key cards and just put them into anything you're going to play.
1: How hard do you guys think Mono Black got nerfed with the Smuggler's Copters only being banned?
0: Honestly, I think the deck is still fine. I mean, I don't think it's as oppressive because it doesn't have... With smuggler's copter, you had and the recursive threats. They had a little bit of extra leeway and what they were able to discard and just recur back. Right, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think though that now they're just gonna buy your pack rats that Ricky called week one. Go grab some maybe pain Sears or the Kaladesh energy card, right? Whatever that one Wait, is. Glint sleeve Siphoner? I think you grab glit-sleeve some glint sleeve yeah. you I maybe throw think... in some. You throw in some aether hubs. You, maybe Painseer, you throw in some pack rats. the deck's going to be just fine.
2: You I know? don't think Painseer's playable, because uh, the best thing about Painseer is that you can crew the Copter to get his Inspire. Sure. Well, maybe, again, mm-hmm. maybe
0: maybe it's see Cipher instead with some Aether Hubs in the deck list, right? And then, but yeah, you just jam some pack rats. you jam some Siphoners. I don't think, obviously, Copter gave it a little extra oomph, but mm-hmm. I think with those cards, it's going to be almost the same thing. Ricky, what do you think?
2: I think you just play Aether Sphere Harvester.
1: And go to town? Yeah, that, see, my concern about this is just, like, you, you nerfed the Bejesus out of field, right, because you took away the namesake card. Like, I, like you guys are kind of saying, like, what did you do to Mono Black? Like, you got rid of a card that every other aggro deck was playing anyway, so, like, you didn't you didn't even the field, you know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of just took away something from everything. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, if I, if I was a Mono Black player, I'd be like, poof. And like you said, I, I like Sleep Siphon. I think it's a good card. I've definitely seen some people give it, uh, put some respect on its name as far as how powerful that card is, but uh, I'm with Ricky. Like, play some Aether Sphere Harvester, play something else, play some Heart of Kirin, uh, whatever you might want to do, or, or find another card, but, like, your, I, you're your right, core I, engine's you're still ta- there. You're
0: talking about playing, uh, playing Har- Aether Sphere Harvester. I, I'm just in the process of buying the cards to build that uh, Simic Aggro list, and I, you know, I had a couple of Copters, but I can just, you know, I'm just like, we're playing Oko, I'm just going to up that Heart of Kieran count by one or two, mm-hmm. and take the rest of the Copters and just turn those into Aether Sphere Harvesters, and I am not worried about seeing... A difference in performance there sure
1: yeah yeah like i said that's one thing about it is like when you ban the card that everybody had to play like you didn't you didn't ban a card from a particular deck whereas like you definitely took down field you definitely took down some of the green stuff so i, I think, don't know i'm a little concerned you're going to see even more mono black but i maybe think not. i
0: think the decks that are losing out with the loss of copter are potentially your in soul decks which i i having, i don't have a lot of experience playing that deck and i've seen a lot of pilots saying that you know copter wasn't the biggest deal in that deck uh, I'm also potentially worried about seeing maybe the Gruul aggro decks. I mean, they've been popping up a bunch. I mean, Copter gave those that deck a lot more uh, dig. It had a lot more chance to keep looking for threats and things like that. And I think that deck actually probably loses a lot here with the loss of Copter. What do you guys think about that? I don't
1: know. The, the Gruul deck seemed to me more like... Um, what's that uh, What's that red artifact everybody's playing now?
0: Embercleave? Embercleave?
1: Embercleave. Yeah, yeah. That deck seemed more like an Embercleave to me than a... Um, is that a smuggler's copter deck?
2: Axo so is a play a three drop on turn two deck.
0: Sure, right, yeah, yeah, but and that's mean, what you my thought. And like you in can't, copter, you can't slogan, deny though that, that I mean, you, but you can't deny that copter gave them the extra things to do with their elves and let them you know filter their draws here a bit. I mean, maybe for sure. What do you, what do you think? You replace that? Do you just up the Embercleave count? Do you maybe go play some. Uh rods. Do you go maybe grab some Atarkas commands? What do you? How do you see, fill the slots in that deck?
1: See, my thought was that would be one of the easiest decks um, to to find a new slot in because there's just so many powerful red green cards uh, on the two and three drop slot that I was like, you know, mm-hmm. man. I don't know that you're slotting in other um, vehicles there because I don't. I think again, like you said, the power of it was using your elves to crew it. But yep. I, I think that deck's fine. Like, you know, but maybe if they did get hit hard, I don't play enough of that deck. But from what I've seen, they're mainly an Embercleave deck. So sure. I don't. Know, I'd be interested to see.
0: Do we have a way to salvage the field decks at all? Like, I, you know, I've been champing for the longest time the uh, the mono green ramp style strategy that had. I would say field of the net is sort of a side game here. Obviously, more the deck more so wanted to ramp out into Ugin's and big Aldrazi threats, mm-hmm. uh, but definitely the loss of field there is going to affect that deck list. In being able to hold back some of your opponent's game, is there is there any sort of salvaging these types of strategies? Or are they just off the face? Are they just off the grid now?
1: I'm gonna throw that off to Ricky. I want to hear what Ricky has to say. I'm like, can you play a ramp deck?
2: So like, the Field of the Dead deck, like you still have the Mono Green Devotion decks that you can play if you want to ramp. But mm-hmm. the Field of the Dead did a very unique thing. It's something I am sad to see go because there's not a lot of effects like it. Like, there's mm-hmm. not many lands that can take over the game. Yeah. Which would be interesting to see, like... uh yeah, mazes in it, could win you the game. I know. But, like, I sort <laughs> of enjoyed how Tron is just a completely different kind of deck. It, it's all about finding lands, and then your lands will just give you inevitability on the game.
0: I, essentially, we, we're, we've we been comparing Field of the Devalokut, but I think it's more accurate to be comparing that deck to Tron.
2: Um, but I do think that the... Like ramp strategy is not dead. I think the ramp strategy is just going to become more about Nissa who shakes mm-hmm. than anything Nissa else. Nissa who shakes that thing. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean, of course, obviously the last card we've sort of been circling the ball here with Banning is Once Upon a Time. Uh, uh, I don't. See ya. Think, I, don't I, I don't think that's a <laughs> shock to anyone. I think we've put our thoughts out there enough on that card and what it was doing this format. Uh, that's definitely a card that I'm man i a hope it gets restricted
2: in vintage <laughs> <laughs> like i hate that card so much it's so boring and skillless in my opinion it's just oh it's in my opener i guess my hand is 11 cards now sure and like you can wait like if you're going second you don't have to play it right away you can mm-hmm. wait to see what your opponent's doing and then you have, like then you get to draw a step and then you're just I, like that's, okay now i that's know that's that's the best thing in the, the world form. right
0: is is being on the draw with your once upon a times
1: yeah I mean, it's fine whenever you play it. I don't think anybody's if it's in your opening hand. I don't think anybody's complaining because if you started with it on the play, you basically got to be on the draw, right? Like you got to select a card from the top five. So like you were even better. Like not only are you on the on the offensive, like you get the you get the play, but you also got to select a card. Mm-hmm. Which you know the whole point of going second is like, oh, at least I get some card advantage for being behind. Uh, and when you once upon a time, it's like, nah, nah, dog. I get like, all the things. It's just
2: the card is just way too good at what it does. It's a really cute design space. Um, good job, you made it feel like the beginning of a story, but then it became too consistently the beginning of the story. Yeah,
1: when we're finding our our uh, one mana ramp spells every single time, it just does. It does get a little generic.
2: Just like a fairy tale, it's repetitive and the same every time. That's right. Oh wow, so another turn one elf, amazing.
0: So I think it's pretty obviously we're in agreement that while a little disappointing in the terms of copter. And feel the dead. The, these are pretty good bands, right? If, if you're going to ban anything, I think
2: I'm happy yeah. with all three of these bands, and I'm not happy with bands normally.
0: Sure. Yeah,
1: Ricky's not on the ban. Again, yes.
0: I, I I think we are at that agreement that it's not power level; it's just ubiquity of these cards being played. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I, once upon a time was was pretty strong. Again, it does definitely go into any green deck, but that's true for just powerful cards of a color, you know. Um, but once upon a time's power level was was pretty up there as far as like. You know, those kind of effects typically cost two mana, like it costs, and are never free. You know, sure. Like, now, if they... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, that was pretty, pretty much what I was saying anyway, so...
0: Okay, so now, sort of last question here, um, as we sort of end this conversation. Is there anything, even on the periphery of cards, you potentially see being banned, or are you just thinking, we're, are we done until a major sort of shake-up happens?
2: I can't see anything getting banned, like, in the near future. Like, I feel like this, seem, this seems like a good format at, at this point. Um, maybe there's something stupid that gets banned, but I doubt it. Like, I can't think of anything that'll go crazy. Yeah,
1: I, I, I could see something out of Mono Black getting banned, and if I was to name a card, it sounds odd, but I guess I'd have to name Scrap Heap Scrounger because it's another colorless card that goes in a lot of stuff. Um, but again, I, I think our problem here is, like, we didn't set Mono Black back at all. We just, like, nerfed the control deck. So, like, maybe now you'll see other control decks who could have smashed Mono Black compete more because those decks probably couldn't beat Field. So maybe that's the Rock, Paper, Scissors we're going to see is you're going to see real control decks come in who are just going to smash Mono Black with their problems. But if not, um, I think you might be able to see, like, a Scrap heap Groucher get banned. And I throw that card out there because it's the only only card I can think of that's just, like, really, really strong out of the Mono Black and you could single it out, you know? Um, it's a recursive threat, so nothing else in that deck seems like overpowered. So, um, I think if anything, maybe some scrap peep scrounger for now. Um, I just feel like there's something that we're forgetting, but this definitely does seem like the the things that we've seen a lot of the last. Uh, last I, it's I mean, es- the essentially, a me.
0: I mean, we obviously, besides losing field, I don't think we're going to lose any sort of deck strategy here, besides just the neutering of the entirety of field of the dead, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think we're going to have to see something come in and fill that slot. But I think we're going to be left with essentially the same format in terms of decks, mm-hmm. just maybe a little bit more variety and some of the key pieces mm-hmm. in some of these, especially the aggressive strategies.
2: It gets rid of mono sure. blacks' effective haste, because mm-hmm. like, before like you get Supremed, and then you're just like, oh, that's fine, um, I still have the Copter in play, and I'll just crew mm-hmm. Copter next turn with whatever I recur. So I'll untap, right, I'll bring back a you know. tube Scrounger, crew Copter, buy back my Gutter Bones. Sure. Mm-hmm. and like that's good but you can't Sounds do that solid. anymore right now it's just like well I guess I'm just going to buy back my Scrappy Scrounger and pass and hope that I can get there mm-hmm. and you know what else though if uh, if Aethersphere Harvester doesn't catch on that means we can finally see the death of Night
1: Market Lookout hey <laughs> take that right, well, my comments.
0: Any any uh, any other closing thoughts here as we end this little addendum to what was supposed to be a special update I got nothing I think we, we said right. our bit. Yeah,
1: play uh, play your stuff. Brew something up. Beat Mono Black.
0: All right, sounds good. Well, listeners, I just want to remind everyone that uh, there's going to be a slight delay in the episode next week as I come back from this trip. Hopefully we will be still uploaded all over the weekend, maybe just not on Friday. Uh, thank you again for putting up with last week's regular episode, and now it's turning into a more regular episode style for this week. But hopefully with the next slow release of next week, we'll be back sort of on track to what we will hopefully continue to be our sort of set format there. Gentlemen, thank you for joining. Listeners, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you all later. Toodles. Bye.